0: This is Anchor LA, a daily podcast presenting world headlines, technology news, arts and data, and daily encouragement from the Praise Light Media Studios in Panorama City, California. Today, day, it's Wednesday the 18th of October 2017. Officials are now contending with new fires in Northern California as progress continued slowly on the blazes that have already ravaged wine country. Marin County is enduring a fresh batch of smoke and flames as Marin City, California was temporarily evacuated yesterday. Officials continued the search for dozens of missing people in the original fire areas and fire crews gained additional ground on the deadly blazes that have scorched more than 210,000 acres and killed at least 41 people. Elsewhere in the state, authorities evacuated at least a dozen people from Mount Wilson in the Los Angeles area on Tuesday morning as a 30-acre wildfire burning in the San Gabriel Mountains threatened to damage the historic Mountaintop Observatory and an array of television and radio broadcast towers. Google has pulled the plug on a new Maps feature before it was even rolled out to many users. The feature showed not only calorie estimates, but how many mini cupcakes you could burn by walking a distance instead of driving. The outcry against such a revelation was swift and decisive. Numerous responses through social media rained down on the Google Maps team, swearing never to use the service again if Google didn't pull the so-called insensitive feature. A number of users criticized the feature, calling it, quote, judgmental and potentially triggering for those with or recovering from eating disorders. Google Maps quickly removed the trigger and offered a present to the masses. A new feature displaying imagery from spacecraft Cassini, which launched from Cape Canaveral, Florida 20 years ago, to study Saturn and its moons. According to Google Maps, now you can visit these places, along with many other planets and moons, in Google Maps right from your computer. James Alfred White was born on October 3, 1916, in Sunderland, England, but moved to Glasgow, Scotland at only three weeks old. In 1939, at the age of 23, Alf White, perhaps better known by his author pen name James Harriet, qualified as a veterinary surgeon with Glasgow Veterinary College, and in January 1940, he took a brief job at a veterinary practice in Sunderland, where he was born. However, in July of that year, he moved to a rural practice in Thursk, Yorkshire. In 1941, he married Joan Catherine Anderson Danbury, known as Helen Alderson in the books written by James Harriet. and they had two children, James and Rosemary. James Harriet, or Alf White, wrote several books loosely based on experiences that he had or experienced as an animal doctor or veterinarian in the mid-1900s. From a historical standpoint, those stories helped document a transitional period in the veterinary industry. Agriculture was moving from the traditional use of beasts of burden to reliance upon the mechanical tractor. Also, medical science was just on the cusp of discovering antibiotics and other drugs that eliminated many of the ancient remedies that were still in use at the time. However, contrary to popular belief, Alf White's books are only partially autobiographical, with many of the stories being only loosely based on real events or people. Alf White's son Jim stated that a lot of the stories, although set in the 1930s, 40s, or 50s, in the books were actually inspired by cases that White attended in the 1960s and 1970s. The books have been adapted for film and television, including a 1975 film, titled All Creatures Great and Small, followed by the 1976 film It Shouldn't Happen to a Vet. Also, a long-running BBC television program, called All Creatures Great and Small as well, starred Christopher Timothy, Robert Hardy, and Peter Davison. In 2010, the BBC commissioned a three-part drama called Young James Harriet, which was inspired by the true stories of Alf White and how he learned his trade in Scotland. In 1991, White was diagnosed with cancer and passed away on the 23rd of February 1995 at age 78. He is remembered best for his love for animals, dedication to their well-being, and his stories, which provided keen insight into not only the animals he treated, but the unique people at the homes and farms that he met in his many years as a Yorkshire vet. Last time on the challenge, we discussed the iconic story of the children of Israel who, as soon as Moses left, turned to a very literal form of idol worship, actually worshiping a golden calf, and they attributed that worship to God. Sadly, this happens today as well. So many churches today worship the right God, but in the wrong way. Instead of worshiping the God of truth and spirit and truth, like we're supposed to, They worship him in emotional responses of mindlessness and other types of charismaticism which has no place in worship of our holy God. You see this at a lot of contemporary churches today with booming music and people speaking gibberish or singing 7 phrases 11 times over and over again without any thought or understanding or sincerity, all in so-called worship. This is sensual worship, not spiritual worship. Emotions are controlling the mind, not the other way around. Now this being said, on the other hand, many other Christians practice a cold, dead, and formal legalistic or liturgical routine, much like what Judaism was in the time of Christ, and some traditional Christian denominations, or Catholicism, is today nothing more than idolatry. It's a worship of the doctrine, or maybe the practices, the history, the form of religion, rather than the living God who is behind the form. The pendulum can always swing too far either direction into very dangerous false worship which God hates. Matthew 15 quotes Isaiah when God says, The people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men." Another form of false worship is worshiping stuff. Anyone who covets really is worshiping the materialistic things that they're coveting, and everything is materialistic in this sense unless it's God-focused. It can be money, technology, possessions, it could be a house, a car, clothes, more money, bigger business, more followers on social media, and even more people in your church. Colossians 3 reminds us to consider ourselves dead to immorality and impurity, passion, evil desire, and greed, which amount to idolatry. It's worship of something other than the true God. We can never worship the way we should worship if we are being conformed or molded to or stamped with the image of the world. John said, if anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If our whole affection and love is toward the world, we're not a believer. Though as believers we can allow ourselves to be influenced by the world, even though we love Christ, we must never let the world mold us into its kind of thought and behavior. Something of note, worship is not just the music and the singing in the church service either. That can be part of it. That's worship through song, which we're commanded to do as well, but it's not the entirety by any means. So what is true worship? One Christian writer says it this way. The inner essence of worship is to know God truly and then respond from the heart to that knowledge by valuing God, treasuring God, prizing God, enjoying God, and being satisfied with God above all earthly things. And then that deep, restful, joyful satisfaction in God overflows in demonstrable acts of praise from the lips and demonstrable acts of love in serving others for the sake of Christ. May our lifestyle be that of one who is unable to wait until the next time we can learn more and study about him, commune with him in prayer constantly, spread the knowledge of him to others to learn more and more of his attributes and goodness, and yes, always singing to the Lord in our worship of him. Thanks for listening to Anchor LA on Twitter at Anchor LA Podcast and Facebook.com slash Anchor LA, where you can find links and information to various topics we cover on the show. Contact us anytime with questions or comments or call into our show directly on the Anchor app with input or suggestions. We'd always love to hear from you. Until next time, from Panorama City, California, I'm Ben Ditzel. This is Anchor LA.